this is Splice. Hi, this thing you're listening to is called Splice Pink, and this is where we have conversations with our friends in the media startup business in Asia. I'm Rishad, and I'm one of the co-founders of Splice. We've been talking to Jane Marnie at Private Media in Melbourne because she's in the middle of starting up a reader revenue practice for her company, which publishes Crikey, among other publications. I'm a product guy, so I'm always excited about reader revenue. In her last episode, Jane took us through the basics of reader revenue and how it works. This is about how she's thinking about hiring her team. How's it going, Jane? Tell us about your hiring process. Hi, Rashad. Hey, everyone. Good to be back discussing reader revenue again this week. Um, so last week, I kind of did a bit of a really top-level reader revenue 101, um, just to get us all on the same page about what it is I'll be talking about over the next few weeks. Um, but today I just want to dive straight into it and talk about um, setting up a reader revenue team, specifically here at Private Media. Um, we had a huge amount of growth last year at Crikey. We just about doubled our reader base. So our, when I say a reader base, I mean our paid subscribers. Um, and so now we're looking to keep that growth going and also um, – mimic the same thing across the other publications as well. Um, so that's that's included setting up a brand new reader revenue product for one of our publications, Smart Company, um, as well as expanding our reader revenue product at the Mandarin, which also, I should add, doubled our reader base last year. So we're on this great trajectory at the moment and um, we're just looking to keep that going. So I'll tell you a little bit about the team itself, the kind of structure that we're going for. Um, we've just made a bunch of new hires, which is super exciting. Um, I haven't done a lot of hiring before, and it was a process that I've actually really ended up enjoying. I mean, I, I, I'm i kind of like a Labrador with new people. I love meeting new people. It's always super exciting to me, so that's that's fun process. But um, once I think we got our heads around what we were after in this team, it's it's become pretty exciting just to sort of, you know, when you have that moment when you're interviewing someone and you're like, oh yeah, this this person is it. This is the kind of person we want on the team. So it's that's that's been a fun journey. We've got one hire left to make, um, and then we're we're good to go. So um, essentially, our reader revenue team is myself leading a team of five people at this point. Uh, we have three brand managers, so one for each of our publications at Private Media. And just a quick recap uh, for those who are just tuning in at this episode, um, we've got Crikey, which is our sort of general news publication. We've got The Mandarin, which covers the public sector, so it's quite a niche industry publication. And we've got Smart Company, which covers small business. So um, we have a reader revenue product for each of those publications, and each reader revenue product will have its own brand manager who looks after all the marketing strategy, uh, really executes on that strategy as well, all the reporting around that. Um, and everything else that that can entail. We also have just hired a performance marketer. So that's someone to work across all three brands and handle all our um, paid offsite ads, all our social ads, search ads, that kind of thing. And then finally, we have a digital marketing exec who supports the three brand managers, um, particularly around a lot of our EDM campaigns. So email is the main focus for our marketing at this point. Um, when we, you know, advertise on behalf of third parties for the products that have an ad revenue stream as well. 
So that's the structure of the team. Um, I'm super keen to talk about what it is we're looking for in those hires because um, it's the new positions across the company. I mean, we've had kind of a version of them in the past, but we're really sort of staked out what that role should be doing, what the goals and KPIs are, which I'll, I'll get to in, in the coming weeks. Um, and so what it is we're looking for in those people. And I think that's this is what's made hiring so much fun is that we're trying to bring in brand new skill sets into the business that we don't have at the moment. Before I get to the actual skill sets, in, I want to talk about kind of values that I'm after in, in the candidates I'm looking at. So uh, first and foremost is people who take a lot of initiative. Uh, you know, we're a small news, news org um, and I'm sure like a lot of you out there would know that when you're in a small news org, you kind of do get thrown in the deep end here and there. Um, the people who do really thrive are the ones who just kind of get in, get their hands dirty. Um, you know, if they're new, they're willing to sort of be like, hey, here's this project I've thought of, or, you know, I was going through the data and I found this, or maybe we could try this approach. And even if they get it wrong in the first few months, I, I want to see people who come to me with those sorts of suggestions and take that initiative um, and are more likely to sort of jump in head first rather than kind of, you know, waiting around. So that's that's first and foremost what I'm looking for. Um, I'm looking for people who are, who are competitive and have a real growth mindset. As I said, we've just had this amazing year of growth. So I'm, I'm looking for people who want to keep that going and who really thrive on being the best. I think within our team, I'm not keen to see that competition between folks because none of our publications have conflict in their markets. They're all quite separate. So there's no reason that people can't work together. But I still want the kind of people in there who they, they want to be the best. They want to see us succeed. They're not going to be timid. Um, they're going to be more aggressive in their marketing than not. Um, yeah. And who are going to sort of keep that growth going because obviously, as, as I'm sure a lot of news orgs have found, it's one thing getting people in the door, but holding on to them and keeping that momentum going during year two is really what we're trying to do now. And finally, I want people who are very curious, deep thinkers, uh, who really have come from an environment or have the sort of attitude where they just want to test everything. Um, you know, the kind of person that if you say, hey, what do you think about this? And they genuinely don't know, they're going to say, I don't know, but why don't we test it? That's what makes it so exciting to be in is that it's an area that's growing and people are trying new things. Um, so we need that, you know, at the at the ground level, that kind of mindset. So that's kind of the values that we're after. So I've gone for folks who have a background in things like e-commerce or telcos, um, who, who haven't necessarily worked in the media at all. That's not what I've been looking for. Um, to be honest, particularly in Australia, there's not a huge depth of um, experience around you know, people who've done reader revenue marketing. It's, it's kind of a new area. I'm really after people who've worked in these, 
like e-commerce spaces where they're all about lead generation. They're all about user journeys, building funnels, acquisition, um, trying to trying to compete against churn and that sort of thing. I mean, I know we talk about all these things in the reader revenue space, but it just takes on a whole different mindset um, when you're talking about people in you know e-commerce and telcos. And it's it's really my belief that if you take someone who is really adept at that kind of dark art of leading someone down the path of never having heard of your brand to being a loyal customer. If you can do that in the e-commerce space, then, you know, selling news is it's such a great product to be selling because it has this sort of civic element to it. Um, as well as that people really feel that the news they subscribe to is sort of part of their identity. It's such a great product to be selling because it's something that people actually want, which is very different to kind of, you know, selling clothes or phone plans or that kind of thing. It's, it's something that you can feel really good about. And I mean, I'm, I'm grateful every day that I work in the industry. I do. I think most journos and people in media are super passionate in that way. You know, I, as well as some of my colleagues, we keep an eye on what's going on in e-commerce spaces. Um, there's obviously a huge amount of newsletters and publications covering what you know people are doing with their business models in the news industry, but you can kind of fast track some of your learning if you just go and look at uh, what some of the big e-commerce sites are doing. Um, even though, like I said, it can they, they can feel like there's some sort of you know, evil tricks up their sleeves and that sort of thing. But it's it's pretty exciting when you start applying it to the news industry. So that's what we're after. Um, that's the kind of team that I've pulled together. Uh, as I said, we've got one more hire to go. Everyone that we've we've brought on board so far just seems like a very intelligent human. Little little quirky traits here and there with some of them, but I think it's it's going to be a great team um, and super excited to keep everyone updated around how, how it goes. And once again, always keen to hear questions, particularly if people have thoughts around applying a kind of e-commerce ethos to your user journeys in the news landscape. Interested to know if people disagree with that or if they have other opinions that they'd, they'd like to share or any questions. Thanks for listening. See you next time.